You handled that with grace. He transferred out of there quicker than talent leaves Florida. A perfect score. Sorry. I'm sorry. But. I'm sorry. Like a ghost on skates is what it looks like. You talked me into a corner. Now, I don't. We're at the 12-minute mark about of the podcast, and Clint is now giving away gambling advice, guys. So mark that down. I, w- I was going to come back to that after you had ran your diatribe. I was going to come back to you on that one. Don't worry. I saw it. I corrected myself. Daniel and I have a good friendship because we're the, we're the two grumpiest men in any group. Yeah, and that's the cheese dip. Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint. And I'm Daniel. And we're two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One is a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed, just like you do. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs, the way you would at a tailgate, in your backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs. So let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Clint. And we are back uh, to continue our series of rating the position groups at the University of Georgia. Mm-hmm. The, season, the season is upon us, Clint. We are, I mean, we're almost to single digits. By the time you listen to this, we will we will be maybe ten days, maybe nine days from college football being played. Yeah, okay, on Shoot, the I was television. Gonna say, when are you going to release this? You meant just college football in general. Florida, Miami, uh, yeah. go Canes. We'll and, say it again. And Hawaii. Hawaii plays somebody. I don't remember who. I don't. <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, Hawaii's got a contract. I think they play every. They're they they're locked in to that opening week zero game. By the way, speaking of Miami. Uh, R.I.P. to uh, Tate Martell. It's, it's not a college football news podcast, but um, listen. Do I like Justin Fields? No, no, no. Let me answer for you and for no. the rest of us. No, you don't. I'm generally not a fan. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't particularly care for some of the comments. I don't particularly that's really, care for that's some a really of the fair statement, Daniel. You, just, you handled that with grace. I'm generally, I'm not a fan, not afraid to say it. Um, Do I wish him ill? No. No, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I'm not hoping. I hope he has a successful career. Hope he goes on to the NFL. Hope he makes some money and blah, blah, blah. But but I'm not a fan of Justin Fields. But do you remember when Tate Martell tweeted about Justin Fields Coming to Miami, or coming to Ohio State, and the implication was that Tate Martell was going to beat him out. That's first job. That's what was kind of the underlining tone of that. Uh huh. And then he got there, and Tate Martell transferred faster than Usain Bolt runs the 100 meters. Uh, just could not get himself out the door fast enough. He transferred out of there quicker than talent leaves Florida, Daniel. Scared to death. Um, Well, speaking of talent leaving Florida, apparently some talent came into Florida, the state, and went to Miami because uh, freshman, true freshman QB comes down and uh, says, hey, uh, Manny Diaz... Mm-hmm. How, how you doing? Right. You need a quarterback? 
I can I can sling it. I'll pitch it around the yard. I thought I, I thought you were going to be older with a bunch of gray hair and um, super friendly, but uh, he retired, and so I'm just going to go ahead and play quarterback for you. I guess is that okay? Is I don't that, know. Is that cool? I don't know who this loser is standing over here next to me, but he'll be gone soon. And sure enough, he, and sure enough, he'll be gone soon. <laughs> sure enough, Tate Martell absent from practice. I wonder FIU. Maybe him and JJ can hook up for a couple balls. Uh, down to Florida International. Mm, or FAU, Lane Kiffin. <laughs> oh, 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 please, please, dare, Tate. Dare you deserve I each say, other, Tate. Dare I say. Um, uh, gosh. Uh, all right, enough about Okay, Miami. can we talk about actual... Yeah, yeah but, we, but to be fair, to be fair, Miami currently is our favorite team about to play a college football game. So there's no... 100%. Unless, We'll give you some Miami takes, but let's get to the let's get to the Georgia takes. Instead of ranking each position group, uh, we are going to rate each position group on a scale of one to ninety nine. Um, yep. Taking into account all players in the position, uh, so far we have ranked the quarterback group, the offensive uh-huh. line, and the defensive line. Both of us gave the offensive line a perfect score of ninety nine, in terms of how much. We love them. I had the quarterbacks rated at an 85, and I had the defensive line rated at an 88. Uh, Clint, do you remember your numbers from the from the other day? Do you have them in front of you? I didn't. <clears throat> I was giving quarterbacks a 90 because I believe Jake Fromm, in and of himself, needs to be counted uh, as as the one that's going to push him up. Even though we have no idea who is playing behind him, except for the stash Stinson Bennett. Uh, I get that. Uh, like you said, offensive line, we agreed. And we both said, if you don't have this offensive line ranked as the best in the country, I don't know what you're doing. Like, I, I just... No. You're this just... Is... You're dumber than dirt. Heard somebody on a podcast talk about Oregon's offensive line again as the best offensive line in the country. Sorry. I'm sorry. But... I'm sorry. It's not... It's just, it's just, here's the thing about it. It's just not. It's so, not. That's I it. don't care. I don't care who they have. I don't care from, from what place they came from in the world. Okay, let me just care. say this. Let me just say this. Did we have, has, has our offensive line gone against Derek Brown from Auburn twice? Yep. Is no, Derek Brown? No, nay, three times. Because we played times. him Is twice. Is Derek Brown considered... Years. Considered good by any draft experts? He might be considered good. How did our offensive line do against him? Did you hear his name much during those games, Daniel? Disrupting No, no they, got, they got shut down. But how will mm. we know? Oh, wait. Doesn't Oregon and Auburn, don't they play the second week of the year? Don't they did they the play last? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going we're to so, find out. So let's just, yeah, let's just see. Let's see what Oregon's offensive line's got. By the way, Pac-12... Pac-12 team saying, "Hey Auburn, let's play openers. Let's see how that goes." What are you, what are you doing, guys? What? You... I don't know. I don't know what people are doing. Just trying to get on TV. That's, you know what I'm saying. Yep. It's get like some the, bills. It's like the Bachelorette. People do anything to get on TV, Clint. It's not. Bill. That ain't a lie. Um, uh, all right. Today we are going to jump in to three more position groups. Uh, we're going to talk about the running backs. 
Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about the cornerbacks, which includes corners and the star position, not the safeties, not all defensive backs, but just the corners. And we're going to talk about the inside linebacker group. Um, uh, we're going to give a rating to all three, and then we're going to kind of frame our conversation by asking each other a burning question that we have. Yep. Yep. So Clint will ask me a burning question, I'll answer it, and then I'll ask him one and see what his answer is. Clint, where do you want to start on that distinguished list? And let's just let's just go for it. Running back. Let's just let's, do let's just do it. Hashtag RBU. Here we RBU. Are. Uh, by the way, I got my RBU T-shirt in the mail. The other yep. day. Great yep. looking T-shirt. Just so we're fully aware. Great looking T-shirt. Um, uh, all right, Clint, what's, what's your number on this running back group? This year's running back crop, I gave a 94, Daniel. 94 is my number for the running backs. Uh, obviously starts with DeAndre Swift. I think number two in that pecking order is quickly and rapidly becoming uh, our boy, Zamir, uh, showing himself healthy and ready for contact. Uh, I love Cook. My gosh, I can't get enough of him. Looks smoother than smooth coming out of lanes like a ghost on skates is what he looks like. Like um, a ghost on skates? Yeah. I don't know. For some reason when you say that, I'm just thinking of like the ghost from Mario Kart. Like just, It's just not, it's just not a great image for James Cook to have associated with him i don't know it just seems but let me ask you this can you touch that ghost or is king boo always ahead of you he's always ahead of you he might be i don't i don't even understand the question but i think i i think you're right i i don't know this is you've talked me into a corner now i don't i feel uncomfortable uh, uh, and then, and then, of course, it uh, goes Brian Harrion, who is a stalwart, a statesman, really, if you will. Um, yeah, he really is. He really is. He's quickly becoming like the uh, what was that Boise State quarterback's name? Kellen Moore was that his name that played there for? Well, how would he play there for? Like twenty-seven years. I think yeah. he was the starting yeah. quarterback at Boise State for... He started in 98. Two and a half on decades. Mission. He yeah. came back after the <laughs> he mission. He went on He went on, on leave while his wife had the three kids. He came back after that to go to his master's program. Then he went to the doctoral work, and he's still kicking it with eligibility. Him and that Mangum kid at BYU, they've been just... <laughs> They've been there for they've been there for two and a half decades. I'm not sure the LDS mission. I happen to know is only two years. I don't it's know. It's only people, two. People bring that thing up, but like, well, I had I had three kids since he was starting since he was the starting quarterback. Like this is uh-huh. uh, that's quickly becoming uh, Brian Harrion. I feel like right. in the Georgia backfield, right. he's like, oh, he's still there. That's why oh, I feel like other there. SEC teams are saying yeah. about Brian Harrion. Uh, so I got 94. Daniel, what's your Cl- score? Clint, I'm so glad that you said that because now I don't even have to change my number. I've had my number written down here on my sheet uh, for this whole time, and it's 95. And I'm just it go. feels it feels very good to be just a little bit more in love uh-huh. with the running back group than you are. Um, yeah, let me um, 
Let me hear your question. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna okay. let you start before well, I get into some of the things I want to say about the running backs. Right. Well, here's here's my question, and it's it's kind of a overarching question because DeAndre Swift is on a lot of boards for the Heisman love this year. I am not placing any bet for for DeAndre Swift to win the Heisman vote because he's not going to win the Heisman. Correct. So, well, stop. So, so it's a good idea to not bet money on something that you know for a fact is not going to happen. Is that what you're saying? Correct. That's what okay. I'm saying. Gambling okay. advice. Gambling <laughs> advice. We're at the. We're at the. That's uh, 101 of gambling. We're at the 12 minute mark about of the podcast, and Clint is now giving away gambling advice, guys. So, mark this that is down. How, this is how we. This is how we roll. Um, no, Daniel. My question is: Will we see a Georgia running back? win the Heisman in the next 20 years? What a question. Not even related to this year's squad. I know. I know. I said overarching. <clears throat> yeah. We will. Yeah. I think we will. Okay. Okay. I think we will. I think... Um... Do you think it's going to be less than... than that case? Do you think it's going to be within the next five years? No, uh, but it could be. I mean, if I had to bet, I would certainly not bet that it would be within the next five years. But I would bet that it would be within the next twenty years, if that makes sense. Okay. Like I don't, I'm not confident enough to say it'll be within the next five years. Um, I feel like, I mean, let me just paint a scenario for you, okay? Let me just hypothetically paint a scenario. I'm listening. Um, DeAndre Swift is the best running back in college football. Doesn't win the Heisman, obviously. We already said that. But he's the best running back in college football. <clears throat> he goes to the NFL after this year. I think. Okay, so far this I is very true. Most people see that coming. Uh-huh. DeAndre Swift is going to rush for 1,200 yards or so, and then he's going to go to the NFL. Maybe he rushes for 1,100 yards and then, you know, takes the bowl game off or something and then goes to the NFL. Something. I don't know. Well, he wouldn't take off the national championship game, so that doesn't make any sense. I, w- I was going to come back to that after you had no. ran your diatribe. I was going to come back to you on that one. Don't worry. I saw it. I corrected myself. Um, uh, now, let's look at the running back room for next year. Okay? I'm listening. I think there are a lot of carries all of a sudden to be had and there are no established in the in this current moment correct there are no established commodities okay so there are there are multiple ways that this could play out clint way number 1 either zamir white or james cook establishes himself this year and is the very obvious DeAndre Swift-esque number one running back going into next year, in which case I would say that person is in line to maybe have a monster year and make a run at the Heisman. Whoever comes out next year out of camp as the number one running back, I'm putting money on them to win the Heisman if they have good odds. That I'll put a bet on. Now let me paint you another scenario, Clint. Let's say Brian Harrion is the second best running back on this team for the entire year. Let's say Zamir White struggles and James Cook still has his moments where he flashes, but nothing 
<clears throat> but but you know in the SEC championship game, Brian Harrington's getting the second most carries, and and I think we agree Georgia can still be a really good team if that's the 100%. case. Uh, now all of a sudden. Let's say your boy Zach Evans decides he wants a piece of the pie down here in Georgia. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. he signs on the dotted line. Uh-huh. Now all of a sudden, what about Zach Evans for Heisman? As a freshman or as a sophomore or yeah, no, something. I, I, okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm, so I, I I'm think since, yeah. DeAndre Swift is definitely not going to win the Heisman. But also he's no. going to prevent anyone else from doing it. But then when he's gone... I think it could be a scenario more like Todd Gurley and less like yep. Nick and Sony. You know what I'm saying? Where like I do. I do. The Keith Marshall is way worse than Todd Gurley in that scenario. And I think in that case, if Gurley stays healthy and Georgia is a national championship contender, Todd Gurley's got a shot at the Heisman, you know. Uh, Nick and Sony just balanced each other out too much, and so they took it away from each other. Uh, All right, Daniel, what's your question? My question for you, Clint, is about this year's squad. I've already asked you many questions, if you'll recall, about the running backs. and uh, I have thoughts on these running backs, and I don't shy away from sharing them. I've allowed you to run your mouth. It's gotten you into some trouble. I don't think so, but okay. Um, but... I'm, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it safe here, because this okay. is my question. Because this is what I think Georgia fans uh, need to hear. Are the people out there sleeping on just how good DeAndre Swift is, Clint? Are the it, do people have an accurate grasp in their heads? Do you feel like this kid is getting? The respect. I'm not talking about from the national media. I'm talking about from Georgia fans that he deserves. Um, okay, so we we need to have a few. We need to have a conversation real quick. One, you're spoiled rotten. You're a bratty teenager whose daddy has bought them every vehicle since they've been 14, just stuck in the garage. You crashed and them you're. All. You crashed them all, and you're now 25, and you're still going back. And Daddy has bought you uh, a, a very, very respectable car. Uh, it's not like a Maserati or something like that, okay? It's, it's uh, you know, maybe it's a, a truck or, or something that you don't really particularly like. You wanted something else. You're spoiled rotten. So, Georgia fam, you are spoiled rotten. We are. I am. DeAndre Swift is the best running back in the nation. And there's there's not a question in my mind, okay? He is going to go to some team late in the first because somebody else is going to take the kid out of Wisconsin and the kid out of Clemson. They're going to take all that garbage with him. DeAndre Swift is going to be sitting there going to the Eagles at 30 and going to light it up, Okay. Uh, because he's the best running back in the nation, and we are under some, we don't, we have no idea just how great he is. Go back and watch overhead cam footage, ESPN behind the line of scrimmage on any game. Choose a game, Florida, sure, go for it. Uh, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of all the one cuts. Uh, Kentucky, 
Oh, Man, that that oh. play that play at Kentucky. It should oh be on goodness. the video. We need Munson's voice over the top of that thing on the video board at Sanford Stadium. That play at that, Kentucky was a that play was absurd. We have no idea just how quick and just how elusive and just how powerful this young man is. Georgia fan, you you uh, you spoiled DeAndre Swift is great. I'm going to see your comment and your analogy, and I'm going to raise you, Clint. I, I was watching the LSU game the other day uh, because I think we all know that I'm a glutton. For pun- Do you remember when we tried to fake a field goal I, I, against I, LSU? I, I have scrubbed that from my memory, but I thank just need you for you bringing all, that back. I just need you all to hear me say it. I watched us again try to fake a field goal, and Rodrigo Blankenship does not have what it takes to run for nine yards, Clint. It was fourth and nine, Clint. I, it was, I remember. It's fourth and nine. Yep. The freaking defensive tackle in the trenches could have disengaged from his block and run him down and tackled him. Correct. <sighs> okay. I was re-watching the LSU game the other day, and... Um, I think the first half of last year really shook some Georgia fans when it came to DeAndre Swift. Because DeAndre Swift was hurt, if you will recall. Oh, for he was injured. Now, listen, he didn't sit out. He didn't sit out very many games. I think there was a – he might have not played against some nobody, right? Is it? Am I remembering that correctly? I think You, you are. Yes, yes, yes. He didn't start. That, he didn't uh... – I think maybe second game of the season he didn't even get in. But, but then mostly in the big games he would play, but he was clearly not himself. Well – Right around the LSU game is when he was starting to get his legs back under him. And I don't know if you remember early in that game what was so maddening about the fact that we faked that field goal because we were uh, we were just running it down LSU's throat. I, I, I remember vividly. And DeAndre Swift, was everybody remembers Elijah Holyfield running over that poor defensive back from oh, LSU. Oh, gosh. Um, but DeAndre Swift was the one that was doing the bulk of the load carrying in that game. And then you progress through the season and you see the Florida game and you see the Kentucky game and you see the way that he performed. Uh, Clint, I'm going to tell you right now, DeAndre Swift is a, is a freaking Maserati. Like he's not, he's not a Dodge Ram. Okay. Like he's not a, a, a Honda Accord, okay? Like this guy, this guy is a an elite running back. Uh, and, we've, and we've been seeing it since he was a freshman. And now I think this year we're about mm-hmm. to see it in a major, major mm-hmm. way. DeAndre Swift is about to go out and murder some fools this year. Yes, he is. And that's why Couldn't my agree. running back group. Is at a ninety-five. All the hype around Zamir White is I'll take it all. Sure, but but DeAndre Swift is the man. Let's let's not forget. There's don't one, get it twisted. Don't get it. There's an alpha in the room. His yeah. name's DeAndre. All right, uh, let's all right. move on. Cornerback Daniel, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot you my number right now. Our cornerbacks, I gave us an eighty-seven at cornerback position. This eighty-seven. I surprised myself on this one, Clint, because I came in. I did a lot. Of, this one was the one I had the most eraser marks on. Did you, I wrote. Did you wrote, Did you get out? Did you Did you get out the candles? Wrote down a number. I did. Searching. I got out. I got out some of the candles and uh, stared into the flame. 
Uh, and as I and as I looked, Clint, um, a number came to me, and it surprised even me. Okay. The, the number was ninety-two, Clint. Wow. Clint, I'm, I think I might Daniel. be high. I think I might be high on these corners. Daniel, it might it might be the candles, but I think I might be high on the corners instead oh. of the candles. Okay. Clint, okay. Let me tell you about these corners. I'm just going to start. There's Stokes. There's Campbell. Uh-huh. There's Tyreek McGee. Mm-hmm. There's Amir Speed. There's Mark mm-hmm. Webb. There's mm-hmm. William Poole. There's Chris Smith. Yeah, yeah. There's Tyreek Stevenson. There's DJ Man. Daniel. Clint, there's a lot of freaking that's telling, people. That's telling that you were... You were well down the list before Stevenson's name came up, and he's highly regarded. That's there's, telling. There's a freaking lot of them, Clint. Yeah. How did we get so many of them, one might well, ask. One might ask. <laughs> uh, see, now that's why my, my rating 87. Now, that's a solid grade, by the way. That's not, that's not sure. nothing, okay? That's a solid sure. grade. I think across the board, we have we, there's not a ton of drop-off between... One through five. Well, so this I'm is comfortable get, with that. You're getting into my question here because this is my question to you now. Because okay. I just gave you all those names. Yeah. Now, my question I actually have two questions about corners. I might ask them both, but I'm going to ask this one now because it seems like maybe this is where you're going. Is, is our depth at corner misleading? Or is our depth at corner a real asset? To our program. Uh, it's a real asset, and here's why. Okay. It's a real asset, Daniel. It's not because we need to throw diamond nickel packages out there all the time. It's not an asset because we need four or five guys, and we're going to take Monty Rice and put him right in the middle. That's, that's not what I'm saying. It's a real asset because inevitably, two out of those six you listed are going to be morons and misassignments. <laughs> I don't know which two out of six. I have no idea. If I've learned anything in my fandom of Georgia, it's that a corner will disappoint you. Okay? This is what I've known. We've been hurt before. Fool me once. Fool me once. Okay? But fool me twice. Um, So two of these six are going to to shoot themselves in the foot, and we will need somebody else to step up, and we will need to keep playing with the packages until we get the right two. So I think the depth is actually an asset, especially... um, Especially in college football, where you can, the passing game is not what it is in the NFL. You can get away with some mistakes on well, on technique, you know, uh, but you just can't blow coverages. And, and and you need the speed to catch up, and you need to play man to man, and you need to go up and get fifty fifty balls. All that is true. I think the depth is a real asset. Devon Wilson, another name, by the way, we didn't even mention. Jeez, um, oh, see, I don't. I don't know. I think, you know, I'm ninety. I'm ninety two on this group. I think. I think there's some real talent. I think Stokes is a real talent. I think Campbell. I'm not at all ready to give up on Tyson Campbell because of what he did as a freshman. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Um, but, I mean, who knows? Tyson Campbell may become a fourth round pick at wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs because the last. True freshman five-star corner that played as a freshman and was absolutely awful 
mm-hmm. was Nicole Hardman. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe that'll be what happens to Tyson Campbell. But I think Tyson Campbell has a has a future at corner. Um, I think Mark Webb, people like Mark Webb uh, and Devon Wilson are real assets to this team. And I think DJ Daniel and Tyreek Stevenson have huge upside. Yeah. But I but you can only play three. And that's the problem with with the depth, Clint. Is like it's somebody's going to disappoint me, and so it's good that we have depth. Well, guess what? The person that disappointed me, the touchdown doesn't come off the board just because we have somebody better on the bench. You know, like but see, but see, this is Kirby who who started against Texas out of nowhere, and now we've lost a defensive end. We've lost an outside edge guy, uh, and we're going to be just fine with people filling in behind him. That's the kind of depth I'm talking about. And I think that same kind of depth is at corner as well. Kirby's going to mess around with this squad until he gets the right yeah. number of people. I'm just I want more I, bullets. I want depth. I just want extreme high-end starters as well. well it, like, well, I don't... Sure, sure, Daniel. I and would I like want, I want an eight-pack, and I, I want to eat whatever I want and not gain weight. That's what I want. Okay, well, then that's that's fair. I don't know why we have to limit... What we want. All right. What's your question for me regarding our my, corners? My question is simple. Do you believe the two starting cornerbacks game one will be the same two starting cornerbacks game 11, game 12? Hopefully continue on past that. Um, not considering injury. Injuries off the table. So do I believe that Stokes and Campbell, I assume you're, we're taking Star out of this. So like, I'm I taking think- Star out of it. Correct. I think game one, Stokes and Campbell will start. You're saying at the end of the year, do I think Stokes and Campbell will still be our two best corners? Correct. Yeah. I do. I like I it. I believe stick, in Tyson Stick Campbell. to your guns. Stick I to your guns, Daniel. I like it. You can talk about it. You can have your shiny new things and whatever. I think you're going to see more than, like you're going to see certainly some rotation Yeah. in there. Um, and Campbell will be rotated out. Yep, from time to time. Yeah, and there's just so many names on this list. There's so many, Daniel. But I'm taking the field. If I'm yeah. a betting man, I'm taking the field. Yeah, that's a, that's the smart bet. But yeah. I, I will. I'll, I'll just say I think Tyson Campbell has as good a shot as anybody to yeah. emerge as an elite corner in this in this field. Let me ask uh, you this, Clint. This is my follow-up question, my second question, just real quick. I just need a number from you, Clint. Okay. Where does Mark Webb rank oh. among UGA corners? I just want to know where you got Mark Webb in your pecking For- order. Fourth. Fourth, behind Stokes, Campbell, and... You know what? I mean, McGee's... McGee's just been again the statesman out there. I'd either put McGee or Stevenson. I really like Stevenson. Wow, I really like Stevenson. Just you just have a thing for people named Tyreek. Is that, <laughs> Is that... <laughs> just group them all together? I'll take all the Tyreeks you got. I'll take uh, Stokes, Campbell, and <clears throat> Tyreek. Ty- Tyreek. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, yeah. Be DeAndre? more specific. No, just DeAndre. Uh, but you put Mark Webb next. I would put him next. Yep. I think he's got talent. I think he's ahead of the other guys. I think he's ahead of Daniels. Um, yeah, I, I I, think he has a shot. Interesting. 
I think I think yeah I think we might see him as some star this year. I think, I think he's he's big. Wouldn't body. be surprised. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, we shall see. All right, inside linebacker. Let's go to the land of of inside backer that I love so much, Daniel. Uh, I'll hit you with my number. I gave this group a ninety-one, Daniel. Wow. First group that you've outrated me on. I've gave him a ninety. I got okay. right there. Yeah, at ninety, um, still a solid starter in Madden. Correct. Not 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 an elite talent. Um, this inside linebacker group, I think we we talked quite a bit about. I think we have. You know my feelings about those two sophomores, and I know your feelings about that one true freshman. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The world knows our feelings about Tay Crowder. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor knows our feelings about Tay Crowder. Literally, uh, <laughs> Trevor, Trevor Lawrence wrote into the podcast. And he did. Did he not did. like our take on Tay Crowder, which, by the way, neither of us have a negative take on Tay Crowder. I think neither I think of us do. We're both actually big fans we're, of Tay Crowder. We're pro Tay. We like Tay, and uh, also well documented how we feel about Monty Rice. We think Monty Rice is a great linebacker who is now healthy and looks to be a great leader on this team. And all reports indicate he is coming to play this year with a chip on his shoulder. And so I am thrilled. That's the type of backer that I love. And I think Monty Rice, a sure tackling machine, is going to have a big mm-hmm. year. I'm thrilled. Absolutely. So that brings me to my question, Clint. At the end of the year, right before the day before on Friday night, before the SEC championship game. Okay. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to send you a text, and I'm going to ask you. Who's the best inside linebacker on this team? Yeah. And who are you going to reply in that text on the Friday night before the SEC championship game? Who's, who's your reply going to be? Monty Rice. It's going to be Monty Rice. I'm going to reply back Monty Rice, Daniel. And uh, here's my follow-up. Very, very quickly, back to you. Okay. Daniel, is N'Kobe Dean going to break my heart? Is N'Kobe Dean going to break my heart? I need, I need you to tell it to me straight. Is he going to shatter? Is he going to put me in an emotional lockbox? There's a decent chance he already has, Clint. If you're asking that question, <laughs> let me just let me just tell you, I'm not a I'm not a trained counselor by any stretch of the imagination, but but I think what I'm hearing from you is that he already he's already done it, Clint. He's already he's scaring me. He's scaring me already. Look, because here's the report that I just got out of camp is that the three inside linebackers getting run with the first team is the three we just listed. Monty, Tay, and Nakobe Dean are getting run reps with the with the ones. Now, in normal circumstances, I'd be like, okay, cool. But I, I'm already sky high on, on Nakobe. And now I hear that he's getting run with the ones this close into fall camp, this this close to the season. And um, I'm I'm trying my hardest to throw some cold water, Daniel. I'm trying to take a cold shower. Because uh, he's he's gonna break my heart. I know. Let me let me ask you. Let me let me answer your question seriously, Clint. And I'm gonna answer your question by answering my question. If when you text me 
before the SEC championship game and ask me who the best inside linebacker is on the team, I'm going to tell you N'Kobe Dean is the best inside linebacker on the, oh, on the team. Oh, no. That's who y'all, That's who it was. Y'all. Listen, the, it's the, year, the year of the sophomore linebacker is fine. It's all well and good. I do think... I do think you're going to hear the name Koi Walker and Channing Tindall this year a lot more than you did. I do think that those guys are going to play. And I think one of them could emerge by the end of the year as the third linebacker on this team. Yep. Overtaking either Monty Rice or Tay Crowder to go with N'Kobe Dean. So wow. I think the three linebackers playing at the end of the year, if you had to pin me down right now and ask me, the three inside linebackers playing at the end of the year will be N'Kobe Dean, Channing Tindall, and either Monty Rice or Tate Crowder. And I think N'Kobe Dean will be the best of the group. Okay, by the SEC championship game, Clint. Not, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. not by not the Notre six. Dame game. Not no, by the Notre okay. Dame game. Okay. Not, by, not even... By the Auburn game, but by SEC, but by the SEC, Kobe Dean is going to be running this defense. It's going to be like, well, is he? Uh, well, he kind of busted that play. He kind of blew that assignment. Oh wow, look at that play that he made. And then we're just going to oh. kind of settle into like, uh, oh, okay. And then next year, it's you know, it just goes well, well. Uh, so I need to let you guys know something. Daniel and I have a good friendship because we're the we're the two grumpiest men in any group that you will find. Okay. Daniel Just and I arms folded in the corner. <laughs> don't want to talk don't 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 talk to me. Don't, don't care to socialize. I'm here for the thing I'm here for. Yeah, uh, and that's the cheese dip. And that's the che- <laughs> That's the thing I'm here for. Just in case it was unclear. When I sent my RSVP, it was just just for the cheese dip. You were like, Daniel is like Scooby-Doo around cheese dip. Just eyes popping out of his head. Like, like he don't care. Um, no, so uh, we, we do a good... We do a good thing for each other because we can out grumpy each other with our pessimism. Sometimes, uh, and Daniel, you have just you have just shattered the relational the relational glue that I held so dear to our friendship. You said to me, "No, no, no, Clint, go go mm-hmm. ahead, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, it's it's okay. Don't no. don't think the worst can happen, or don't be no, no. Be excited. Let your love grow and foster, young man. Let it be wild and free." I, and by the way, it's not gonna just just so we fully know, it's not gonna stop now. It's no. it's gone, guys. Nicobe uh, Dean hype train captain of the ship right here. Screw all of you. I I, I will die with Nicobe Dean. Let me ask you this, Clint. We're both talking about this being possibly one of the best Georgia defenses in in recent memory. That yeah. this this defense has the potential to be one of the best in recent memory. Now I ask you, Clint, can that be true without Nakobe Dean? Oh, oh man, oh my gosh, guys, my uh, I I I think I just I just physically leapt out of my chair just a little bit. I'm on my toes. My my leg is pumping. No, you're you're right, Daniel. This you're is, absolutely right. The handwriting's on the wall. 
Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, he he won't even be the best freshman linebacker on the team. He'll be but the he best will, linebacker. But he will No, 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 no. No. He won't be the best freshman <laughs> linebacker on the team, but he will be the best inside I linebacker gotcha. on I the gotcha. team. I see what you're saying. A little a little foreshadowing to uh, well, some other well, ratings. A little Nolan Smith action, but All right. I digress. Uh, all right, that's we'll get to. We'll see what we got left. We got wide receiver, we got tight end, we got safety, we got outside linebacker, and we got the specialists. Hello, we got punter and kicker. Uh, who I'm told we have, we have one of each of. We have a punter and a kicker. Uh, it's still to be determined if that's true. By the way, I'm familiar go on with the kicker. I'm familiar uh, with the kicker. I have no idea who the punter is, so we'll get there. We'll get there. People are going to be sending us messages on Twitter telling us who the punter is. We know who the punter is. We just we, weren't pleased with his performance last year. Like we're, I, I have already stated on this podcast, I will use your name when you give me reason to. So. <laughs> I got stats. 42.6 yards per punt. Clint is what I, I'm, I don't, I'm sitting here looking at care. stats. I don't care. When it comes to the punter. Uh, all right, Alrighty. we will we'll be back uh, beginning of next week with more yep. news, a more roundup of what's happening in fall camp, um, uh, and then we'll finish out our position group rankings after that. And then it'll be football. There'll be football games on, and then it'll football be game week. We'll be on. Clint, it'll yeah. be game week, and we'll have bets, and we'll have takes, and we'll be all geared up, y'all. <sighs> losing my mind. Yeah, losing my mind is coming. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. See ya.